0: Hot blood splashed onto his face. Something hard and yellow-white bounced against his chest and landed at his feet. Stunned, the Kellid looked down. A hunk of some kind of bone or tusk carved into the shape of a clawed hand stabbing a blade into a mountain. A distant part of his mind recognized it as the symbol of the orc's brutal war god. A gurgling scream brought him back to reality. He looked up at his enemy skewered on the end of a spear nearly long enough to work as a siege weapon. Amazingly, the orc was still alive and still trying to fight. He had both hands wrapped around the shaft of the spear, just below the blade, and was straining to pull himself off. Behind him stood one of the creatures from the crashed boat. It was easily 10 feet tall, covered head to toe in dull green armor, darker than the hull of the boat, but clearly of a similar material. Its right arm was missing from the elbow down, and a strange, viscous black fluid was slowly dripping from the wound. The armor on its chest was heavily dented and damaged, with more of that same fluid leaking from a large crack running across its stomach. The ruby-colored, glass-like eye on its strange helmet was also covered in a spiderweb of cracks, though the liquid dribbling out of here was thin and almost shimmering white. It looked at the massive sphere, held easily in its remaining arm, and the orc warrior trying to pull himself off it. With a single, brutally swift and efficient motion, the creature swept the spear to the side, flinging the orc off to slam bonelessly against the side of the boat. He crumpled to the ground and lay still. The creature focused its gaze on the Kelid and moved forward. The Kelid braced himself for an attack, but instead, a voice boomed out. Loud enough to make him wince in pain.
1: This is Pod Against the
0: Machine. Pod Against the Machine.
2: Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that used to be a bird, but now it's not. We're just a belt full of fruit now. I'm your host, and here's everybody. I'm a Zach Nana. Aren't
3: you glad (laughs) I didn't say Jeff Nana?
1: (laughs) No, say it more. Hello, everyone, by the way. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We may not have our claps down, but boy... Do we have our intro banter down pat? You would believe <laughs> that it only took us about four takes to make that sound as natural as it did. <laughs> this is this is really I mean, you've listened to us for a hundred episodes. But to hear intros like this, this is we are on fire. I feel like so good at this. The the hundreds are really our we're really in the swing of it now. Oh, I yeah. Ironed out the awkwardness in the
3: first 100 episodes. And from, now, from here on out, it is nothing but professional camaraderie.
1: Just yeah. oozing charisma. I mean, yeah, that common just <laughs> listen to podcast 100 episodes till it hits its groove, and you're good.
4: I mean, that's what I've been telling people.
1: <laughs> They're like, man...
3: I I used to only associate this number with Dalmatians, and now i associate it with quality podcasts. (laughs) Which is why
4: we're making exactly 101 episodes. Thanks, everyone.
2: Uh We're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, last week, weirdly, I can't seem to remember what happened last week, but last time on the show, last time we had... A normal episode of this show um we had a shopping trip and some bullet making and getting a little healing from brother derviage and a little bit of light sacrilege in the temple of Bry or not Bry or rastal and um got a note from our dear friend vargas who revealed that it was all a, a trick he wasn't really coming to eidenvee he's busy just power leveling he's just beating level one go- goblins up over and over again until he slowly climbs up levels he's cheesing it it's not it's not right but um, everybody knows he's not dead and everybody's a little bit mad at him but at least we don't have to be mad at Brixby anymore
1: yes <laughs> only took 20 episodes I'm <laughs> no longer <laughs> in the crosshairs as much.
3: I don't know that Asher was ever too mad at Brixby. He definitely has that dad energy of not mad, just disappointed.
4: Yeah, Kieran Brixby made up like three episodes ago. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure they did. Yeah, we just... Uh, anytime that we have anything rough, we just take some trauma and just bond that right over it. You just take the trauma and you bond it right over any of those <laughs> problems.
2: Well, um, it is evening at this point in High Home, and I think the sheer number of bodies has decreased over the course of the day. Basari left to find other lodging, and I think some of the miners who are in better shape have you know, resolved to leave town, and maybe some have gone over to the lumberyard to camp just so, you know, there's enough beds now. You don't have to step on people every step of the way. Is there anything you'd like to accomplish before going to bed and calling it a day on Rover the 11th.
0: I think uh, not long after Sunset, Aluin gets back, and he's got a cloak around his shoulders over the top of his uh, robes that he already has, and it doesn't look anything like what he bought. It's now like the same, like, really sickly kind of hurts your eyes yellow of his robes and it's like short enough to actually fit him now like the one he bought was probably too tall uh, and it just it looks almost like even the material has changed but he just comes in wearing that like nothing is going on like yeah no this is normal and walks off to bed thanks Brixby, for uh, bringing the rest of his stuff home definitely didn't look
1: through your stuff <laughs> nice cloak, by the way
0: Thank you I was able to make it work like yours You are just Filled
1: with surprises He looks back to his book And continues scrawling I'm scrawling And Alwin spent $500 On
2: new clothes just to ruin them immediately <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I appreciate That Alwyn is Tri-classed into silk Occultist Mm -hmm. Because you have to have those expensive clothes (laughs) to function as your implements.
2: Such a good (laughs) archetype. When you get your power from fashion, no one can stop you. Um, Well, as we bring down the curtain on a very productive day, everybody goes off to sleep in the little different bedrooms in High Home. In the middle of the night, when it should be perfectly dark, something wakes Kira up when you're awake in your room there's there's a candle burning on the bureau i don't know if kira would normally leave a candle burning but there's there's one burning now maybe kira doesn't even know herself the shadows are dancing on the wall as the light um just flickers to and fro and they keep making these Weird shapes, like, almost humanoid shapes. And a voice comes out of the shadows. And it says, What are you doing so far from home, child?
4: Um, hello? Hello. Hi, uh, I'm Kira. Who is this?
2: I'm a friend.
4: Okay, friends are usually better communicators, but not always. Where are you?
2: Doesn't really matter. Yes? I'm here, effectively, but I'm also not here.
4: That's kind of the problem that I'm having. I can't see you and you shouldn't be in here. Um, And my normal response to this would be violence. Uh, Um,
2: Perhaps that's why I'm not here.
4: Okay, well that's fair. Uh, what? What? Can I help you?
2: Oh, I'd like to be your friend, if you'll have me.
4: Oh, gosh. I have a
2: great deal to offer you and your friends, if you'll accept it. Answers, questions, power,
4: whatever you want. I have a, I have a pretty strong policy against accepting things from people I can't see. No, No thank you no thank you wait what does being friends mean
2: being friends is helping each other
4: what do you want help with
2: i i don't need anything from you right now besides just to get to know you i just want to understand who this child is what she's looking for
4: oh i don't know if i'm really looking for anything maybe my friend but he we're gonna find him later
2: is that friend the, uh, the one-armed one? The, the leftover?
4: <laughs> that, like that at point she immediately goes from like half, like kind of sitting up in bed staring at this candle to fully sitting up. She's like, how do you know that? Who are you? As I said,
2: I am your friend. I am his friend as well. A man who dies and comes back, dies and comes back. One must wonder how much is left.
4: Did, did you do something to him? Because I don't care if you're not here, I can find you. I've got decent perception.
2: I haven't done anything to that man in a long, long time.
4: You did something before?
2: I'd like to believe I helped make him the man he is now, but... Now he's in his God's hands. We shall see if his God can make a weapon of him.
4: Well, if you want to be friends, can you you send him a message?
2: I can try. What would you like to tell him?
4: Kira rolls over, grabs another bar napkin, because she keeps them just on the on the side <laughs> thing. It's like, friend here, this is a map. Don't worry, he'll know what it means. You just um, tell him we got his message, and we miss him, and be, he comes back soon when he's done with his thing.
2: I'll be sure to let him know as soon as I can. I'll let him know that you miss him. Did you know that your mother misses you? I suppose that that's not entirely accurate. She misses the idea of you. She doesn't know that you're out there, really. What? How do you... If she could see you, child, she would want you to be strong. She would want you to be so very strong. How do you know... I I know a great deal about her. She would want you to shake the very world with your anger. Do you think you can do that for
4: her, child? I... I guess so. I don't... I don't think I'm angry. I think I just care about my friends.
2: Perhaps you'll have to find a way to get angrier. Perhaps I can help you with that. I think the candle winks out at that point. Instead of the shadows dancing on the wall, it's just just a dark room.
4: And no more voices, I assume?
2: It seems like when the candle went out, that whatever presence that was ceased to be.
4: Um, can I can I see? Or I guess I can't really see anything right now. I would like to feel around for some source of light, and we'll just go ahead and keep those nightlights on.
2: <laughs> well, you've got dark vision, so.
4: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So I can <laughs> like see the, the candle itself. That's yeah. Jill. I'm going to go relight it very cautiously.
2: Lights like a normal candle.
4: Uh, I'll wait a couple seconds to see if I hear anything. I assume I don't.
2: Yeah, voice doesn't come back.
4: And then take the candle just back to bed and just sit up and uh, bedazzle.
2: (laughs) The candle just gets sparklier and sparklier over the course of the night.
4: (laughs) Truly, truly a, a I don't know what it is. It's nice.
2: And, um, yeah, morning comes without any further incidents. You've got a whole day in front of you.
4: I do feel the need to say that I, myself, Izzy, would never talk to a disembodied voice in the middle of the night. I would take my cat (laughs) and I would go away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Which
4: is what I recommend all of us do. But, you know, adventure. (laughs) Anyway, next morning.
1: (laughs) I wish I could agree with you. I'm dumb as hell. I would totally (laughs) talk to that candle. I would be like, tell me more. (laughs) Mm
4: -mm. Nope, don't do that.
3: After meeting Alwyn in the chicken pens, it's like Asher just expects any morning to hear like roosters crowing and (laughs) Alwyn to be there and with them being like, (laughs) cock-a-doodle-doo <laughs> i just needed to speak that out so it wasn't just in my brain
2: <laughs> even if there are no roosters alowen's just doing it anyway standing on the fence <laughs> <laughs> alowen get down from the roof
3: <laughs> that was that was my contribution that did not break the continuity of the scene uh and really, kind of apropos of the previous conversation. That's what
0: Asher was dreaming about while this conversation <laughs> with Kira was happening. How does he always get on the roof? <laughs> he must be exceptional at
3: jumping. Perhaps we should have a, a vertical leap competition.
4: A leap off! Um, I think Kira's been up for a while. For once, just just bedazzling that candle, which is like down to like nubbin
1: of glitter. <sighs> I think um, Brixby is woken up and he's tracing his finger over the kind of jagged, almost hieroglyphic uh, lettering that his spellbook has transitioned into, and he's looking at a piece of paper that he keeps with all of the other pieces of paper, the pieces of paper that he shared with Asher, so he could learn that language that he learned so far underground so many years ago himself Um, and he just takes an extra moment preparing the spells that morning and then closes the book (laughs) and for the third time looks off into the distance it's a lot of that What's he looking at? Pensive staring. <laughs> really for makes for good radio. <laughs> yeah. He's looking around. <laughs> he's like looking over at you, and then you look at him, and he's just looking
0: away. Yeah.
1: That. Oh. that Perfect oh, for us. No, never mind.
0: for a second I thought we lost your...
1: Nope, nope. That was just me demonstrating <laughs> <Okay>. how pensive <laughs> yeah. I can be on a moment's the notice. Daniel Day Lewis mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that man does when he look, walks into a room is just look at something, and that's how you know he's an exceptional actor. <laughs> Seven hours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: is your friend okay? He's just been staring at that poster of a kitten
1: all day. Hang in there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Brixby finishes preparing the spells, and um, I think uh, he'll wake up and maybe notice that Kira's up earlier. Because usually, I would I would imagine canonical is the last one up always, because because teenager, and uh, ah, you are uh, rarely up before me. You have a bad dream.
4: Kira is like staring at her candle. Really, again, not even really doing anything with it, just kind of pushing around hot wax and glitter. Um, and when Brixby talks, she like does that full, like just six inches off the off the floor kind of jumps Like, ah, oh. Uh, no, yes, maybe. Hey, you didn't hear a candle talking to you last night, did you? Because I also didn't either. Depending on your answer.
1: No, no. No, I I don't think so.
4: Okay. Uh
1: yeah, no, I um, am troubled sleep. Lots of lots of strange thoughts, but sorry to hear. A, a candle you say.
4: Well, no, right? Because that doesn't make any sense. It was like maybe a dream. Probably a dream, like you like you said.
1: Was it all like be our guest, be our guest or was it more like that's what they sing, right? It's I'm not a oh, Disney yeah. kid, I'm, I'm <laughs> 1000% not, so that is the best that I can do.
0: Did the candle look like Lenny from Law & Order? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I um,
1: he look, looks down and looks up I, I hate to say this, but I think that all of us. Maybe Aloyne would be the one to ask about dreams. He just, I don't know. I think he, he can make sense of the things that don't make sense to me. But Brixby's also distracted. His book is still cracked in his hand.
4: Um, Kira takes us in and nods, uh, and pretty seriously goes uh, considers going over to just like shake Aloyne awake. Like, hey, I have a candle question. Um, but we'll reconsider <laughs> and then just instead sit uncomfortably close and stare at him until he does wake up
1: that candle's name John Wick kidding nice <laughs> sky <laughs> metal sky-
0: that's a callback to a conversation that happened when we weren't recording <laughs> <laughs> we weren't recording just <laughs> for you listeners callbacks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just for you personal FBI agents I'm sorry
3: Asher uh, had kind of been quietly repairing one of the broken mundane guns and didn't really say anything while Kira and Brixby were talking, but while she sits there staring at Alouette in his sleep, uh, Asher would say, You know, when we were in Scrapwall in the Clockwork Chapel, I was awakened, one evening, by a strange voice, and it asked me questions, and talked a lot about shadows, and at the time I thought it was perhaps exhaustion from all the ordeals we'd been through, and now I'm not so sure if perhaps someone is watching us, or keeping tabs on us somehow, and if it might have been that same voice.
4: Did they ask to be your friend?
3: Not that I recall exactly. It was more, I was so put off by the whole thing that I don't really remember all the details. All I really remember was talking about shadows and saying that I was no stranger to them or at home in them. It was really, it was really strange.
4: Asher, you're really nice. Do you think that the voice was good?
3: I honestly don't know, it, it didn't feel as much as a disembodied voice in the darkness can feel like anything, but it didn't feel particularly good or bad, it just seemed, I don't know, other?
4: She said, it said, it said it knew my mom, my my other mom and i didn't know about her until we went to scrapwall really the only other lead i have about my mom is is the lady who was looking for vargas i don't know how how the darkness talked to me but i think they know my mom and i think they know vargas too
3: well perhaps if brixby or elowen hears from a strange disembodied voice we can Maybe they could ask, "Hey, are you that same voice that talked <laughs> to Asher and Kira?" That'd really help. that at least confirms some suspicions.
1: We gotta get specific with my voices, because I got that one, the the one with the eye, and some other ones. Myambilik. Yes. Ah, yep We'll never remember your actual name, Ruchalek But I, um I think it's fair to take caution So it's approached Each of us Individually The waiting hours of the night The early hours of the morning That's not where help comes from it's how evil creeps in Brixby gets really tense he still has a lot of very unprocessed trauma from the Ruchalek which in turn was only empowered by all of his unprocessed trauma that it itself this is really the enemy all along unprocessed trauma a delicious unprocessed trauma <laughs> CR forty five. <laughs> so, um, well, Brixby looks like he's about to say something, and he's still holding his book. And there's like a piece of paper that he's using as a kind of very evident sort of marker in there. He's looking at his book and he looks up. It's like I think it's time to go to the bad water feel strong enough now. You don't even need to roll a sense motive. That might not have been the thing that he was initially going to say. But, he then puts on a more resolved face and says, I think it's time. We should talk to Red Fang. We should talk to the Elderman. Perhaps, if we need any more information. But, I think we should head south. We need to find that spy.
3: Yes, I I believe it was a lady Gwendolyn who first discovered the old bad water. It made her feel like she couldn't love another.
1: (laughs) Couldn't help it.
4: I can tell that's a a a joke about music because I don't get it.
2: It's a no doubt song. Uh, (laughs)
0: Let's
3: see if have got no doubt about it.
2: Oh, I apologize.
1: It's okay. (laughs) She isn't. A holler back girl, in case anyone is wondering. uh, You get that one. Important (laughs) distinction. Yeah. So, uh, is there a copy of the Daily Stag? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm gonna pick that bad boy up. What's the headline?
2: Cowardly counselors conduct clandestine collusion. (laughs) Today's top story is a big one, family. It seems several members of the Deadeye Council, led by Brother Dervich himself, have conspired with outsiders who were previously implicated in the death of dear farmer Jevik, to release the Technic League spy from custody without allowing him to stand trial. Yadra and Ashworth, along with both trash speakers, were seen escorting the spy, commonly known as the Drifter northwest out of town late morning two days ago, in the company of two of the aforementioned outsiders. The most likely conclusion is that they've chosen the Northwest Road to deceive onlookers and will soon turn toward the east and make their way for a starfall, carrying manifold intelligence on the current operations of our dear Idenvay to the Technic League. It remains to be seen how our humble Hamlet figures into the nefarious plans of those foul wizards, but I, for one, will not rest, not for one instant, till I have grabbed this conspiracy by its roots and pulled it up out of our land.
1: Dear God, that's beautiful.
4: I mean that was that was so good, and also I hate.
1: It. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fantastic! I give you a sky medal, but you don't deserve it just because you own all the sky medals. Chief However,
3: Muckraker, right there. <laughs> My word.
1: Uh, I just, I can't stand this guy, and I, I know <laughs> that Brixby wouldn't kill him because he has bigger proverbial three-eyed fish to fry in the era of Numeria, or in the area of Numeria, But like. Oh my god, Zach the player just wants to just beat this nerd down.
4: Okay, I'm so glad it's not. I was just like, I won't let Kira kill him, but I could. I, I could I, mean, I don't want to murder Is Izzy and Zack
1: are jumping straight into this game. <laughs> I don't know why you hate the truth. No, trends.
3: if he dies, then there'll be no more great stories for Sam to read. And I'm no, really into true. it.
1: <laughs>
0: I really enjoy it too. And that is the only reason why you're allowed to live.
4: <laughs> It'll be a lie. Okay. There you go. Sam. Yeah, not I'm only is kidding. he living, you're
0: subscribing <laughs> to the paper and you're going to have like a raven delivering it to you when you're are halfway across the country, so Sam has to keep writing these. Yeah. In exchange,
4: please send them directly to my door every day.
0: Oh, sadly, he died,
2: and the whole factory burned down.
1: Oh no, Upton Sinclair was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brixby, I guess, like, takes the newspaper, like, looks at it, looks up at the rest of everybody else, and just kind of holds it up, and is just like, still us." well, Sort of us. Uh anyway, I think we should get to the bottom of this uh, technically spy thing. Uh, I believe we should head south. Was there anything that anyone wanted to do before we left the Yaden Bay?
4: Yeah, can you just hold that paper out maybe like a couple inches to your left?
1: All right. Uh, yeah, just uh to just, just magic gonna, gonna chainsaw
4: right, on, right on through that. Oh
1: wow, <laughs> yeah. That is um A cutting critique.
4: It's just chihuahuas, everyone. Uh,
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what I was imagining.
3: (laughs) Oops, my bad. Yeah. I think the uh, the
0: disguised weapon. The sound of the chihuahuas uh, chewing through this paper finally wakes uh, Alwin up, (laughs) and he just says, uh, "Oh, good morning. I think I'm finally getting used to this schedule you all keep, where you're up during the day so much."
4: We're gonna go to the Bad Water, and then also I have a question. We can talk and walk. Yes.
1: All right. we're walking. Commence the talking. Do Do we need any more information about this place, or do we we've we've asked the we asked the alderman? We asked the elderman quite a few questions gave us about a lot it. Yeah. Of info about it. I mean. Yeah, he gave notes.
0: us like the info of who found it that. Family that lives there for whatever reason, they decided to. And. Oh, they kind of own
2: the property. Oh, yeah, because
0: they go down there for uh, yeah. like rock stuff, right?
4: They, yeah. go do, rock yeah. things. they, do, they do rock stuff down yeah. there, yeah.
2: Yeah, those rocks are pretty sweet for chiseling. for, and making for how stuff bad out. the
0: water <laughs> is. <laughs> the
2: bad water. Yeah, they
0: have like a quarry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the bad water really toughens those rocks up.
4: <laughs> As bad water is want to do.
2: The Bardleys. Amina
3: Bartley, matron of the stonemason family. Oh,
4: yeah. Sounds right.
0: Bartley's. As someone who lives in uh, the state of Florida with our amazing, uh, super strong bedrock foundation, I can say if you want some nice, powerful stone, you definitely want lots and lots of water interacting with it all the time.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Really wet that rock up.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that that's the thing, is you're thinking about good water, and good <laughs> water, contrast. bad for stone. Bad water, good for stone. That's just science.
4: That's just science.
2: Pot against the machine. That's just science. <laughs>
3: science. You thought when we started off, we were just about fruit, but we've got some geology and
1: stuff in here, too, guys. Just Next hundred thing. episodes, Rocks. nothing but... <laughs> BS, and by that I mean (laughs) bachelors in science. Right? You got there. We got there. Anyway, I'm on my disc and I have mage armor. I also cast this guy's weapon today before they cut that into tiny pieces, so there are chihuahuas. I'm just going to keep... Oh, and um, last thing before we leave, uh, Brixby is going to turn to Asher and say, do you want me to uh well, um I I, I set aside a couple things for you here. Yeah. And he points to bullets and he also points to a gun that isn't broken in a spellbook. Do you do you want either of these things? I do have one more firearm that can use some repair
3: if truly is a spell you're know, amenable to casting i don't mean to take up any of your resources it could wait till the end of the day just to All be right. on the safe side i have these counts two revolvers it's plus one pistol seven pistols in the bag i believe i'm good on <laughs> armaments
1: for now <laughs> armaments. just in case if anyone's updating the asher's armaments twitter that is a most recent count right there um All right. Well, let me know. I uh, I'll leave at least uh, one of my one of my reserves open in case we need it. He's leaving a level two spell open for (laughs) make hole. In case anyone is wondering, in more technical terms, what's going to happen, I will help Asher fix that gun. Um, You have to read between the lines because we care about you, the listener. Anyone riding on the disc with me? Do we have horses? Still, did we get rid of those bad boys? Um, I think you you
2: stabled them in town, but um, the bad water not far. It's just like basically across town.
1: Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's like, was like
2: a further. No, it's like a two mile walk. Like you can do it in half an hour.
4: Excellent.
1: Briskby doesn't walk anymore. He's a
4: <laughs> wizard. <laughs> Kira drapes herself across the disk like horizontally. Uh, just, I assume just with like hands and legs trailing along the ground.
1: or torso on there, but the feet, the tips of the feet just dragging behind the disc. Like a just, little, like the little kick pads they give the kids to learn to swim.
3: No, Bricksby has to save and make hole every night to like fix gear's
2: shoes. Uh, it's just kicking up so much dust. All of,
1: all right, I have my daily spells. I have done everything that is smart to do before you go and do something dumb. Yeah, let's go do something dumb. Let's
4: do something dumb. Kill you.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright, well, the, the bad water. Everyone in town knows the bad water. It's a swath of land that is... It's bad. It's down on the south side of town. It's still within the the wall. It's just down all the way at the southern end not a lot of people living around there Uh, obviously you have to pass through the bardley's territory but i mean it's a pretty big rocky expanse of nothingness basically so you can walk by without actually encountering them unless you specifically want to go over to where their houses are or where the people are digging up rocks and hauling and stacking them
1: i'm good they can do their rock (laughs) things all on their own Unless we want to talk to them. Do we want to talk to them? Eh, maybe after we kind of
3: investigate. You know, uh, I'm kind of one. I mean, I'm curious. Hey, you guys had any like recent subcontractors or something? <laughs> <laughs> seen anybody like, bird watching that you haven't seen before? Uh, you know, but maybe we can go and look for that one tree that has an Androphan symbol carved into it and like, aha, dig here and that's where something's buried
1: maybe it would be worth swinging by the old mason station and asking them if they've seen anybody down there that does not belong besides us the teenager cowboy rat and alien (laughs) Uh, so based off of our intelligence seems um, this spy would be out of place the bedwater now we have some idea who belongs here and who doesn't i suppose but probably not more than these masons perhaps we ask them before proceeding if they've seen anything out of place anyone who doesn't belong
3: well what's our angle here i i know that hosket Mentioned that we helped escort the supposed Technic League spy out of town, but are we to believe that the, that the town now thinks that business is taken care of? Or, you know, if we say, hey, we're here looking to see, to help find the Technic League spy, is that our story, or...? I think we
1: can come up with another reason, especially now that we've endeared ourselves to Redfang, and the council. We could be investigating reports... See if they've seen anything strange. Uh, you know, outside of the normal mutations we have seen down here. You know, we don't have to shell our whole hand. Granted, social propriety isn't really my thing. It's more all of you with your positive car, uh, charisma scores and whatnot. It's more all of you. But I imagine we could probably give ourselves some more official reason to be here.
3: I mean, Aldrin did speak rather highly of the red fish. We could say that we're... asked where the best spot to fish for them might be, and...
1: Uh, maybe not. I mean, uh, we could be... A, I think we could be a bit more explicit. We have very little to lose in terms of... are looking for suspicious characters in the area. This is an insular community. It seems to be the type of thing they would be like oh yeah that guy over there he, he doesn't live here
3: fair point sounds like you would prefer to speak with them first before we go exploring then i'm
1: always damned to jump two poles in as it were they might be able to save us a little bit of work we don't know who belongs here and who doesn't we'd have to discern perhaps you know they could be like oh yeah that's the normal rock zombie that, that works for us And collects rocks Don't worry about him Or oh, whatever So is
3: In the back of his Dracula, <laughs> <laughs> come, my
1: Dracula.
0: <laughs> Don't
1: sue us Robert Zombie
0: Rob Zombie He's gonna do worse than suing <laughs> <laughs> Robert Zombie
2: <laughs> He's gonna send Power Man 5000 after us <laughs> Oh man
1: Kira what do you think you haven't been kind of quiet this morning
4: i um yeah i'm just tired uh let's go talk to those people uh we'll talk to them politely like with asher words and if they don't listen we'll talk to them less politely like with small dogs yeah
1: yeah that's my kira let's go
2: Right, well, if you approach the house of the Barlees, which is kind of a ramshackle set of, like, cabins that have almost been built together, like, as the families expanded over the years, they've kind of just, like, continued to add, like, more and more rooms to it as they add generations to the place. And there's an older human woman uh, sitting on the porch... Not in a rocking chair, but in a, like, straight back chair that doesn't move because she's very serious. And she's looking out at all of you with eyes kind of narrowed as you all approach. She'll kind of run a hand over her jaw as, as she sees the, the lot of you coming and say, um, uh, What can I do
0: for you, strangers? I will say uh, Alwin does have his hood up again. We can just kind of assume any time we're going somewhere new. It's weird lumpy hood head Not uh, creepy face
3: Good morning to you Might you be Amina Barnley The leader of this family Uh, The very same But um, who's asking A pleasure to meet your acquaintance My name is Asher And these are My friends Kira And Brixby and Halloween She just (laughs) Stands
2: there like she's waiting for more
3: Certainly don't mean to interrupt the hard work you and your family do here with the quarrying, but we came to town a couple of days ago and we've been just curious if perhaps you may have seen anybody who uh, you're not accustomed to seeing in these parts, either around the spring or just put on your property. We've heard there might have been a suspicious person and, well, we understand how valuable the Security of this community is to its inhabitants, and in exchange for the hospitality we've so kindly received, we're hoping to do
2: another good deed and make sure we followed up on those reports. And she kind of thinks about it for a second, and like looks down and it's like she's sizing a lot of you up, and she goes, "Like, all right, um, you you've followed up. Run along now."
3: Perhaps the uh, morning sun is. Confounding my senses, but I don't believe I heard a, an answer to my query.
2: I suppose I'm not sure why I would answer to a stranger. I've certainly never seen you before. I've never seen any of the four of you. If you don't mind me saying, the lot of you look like you come from very far away indeed. Brixby elbows
1: Asher and hands him a little rolled cloak. Please got this maybe she'll notice it
3: yes that's entirely fair
1: you're you're
3: absolutely right we're not locals in this town and Asher will sort of pick up that hearth mantle and drape it over his shoulders you know, roguishly rakishly uh, as though modeling for GQ uh, <laughs> blue steel good quarry you know it's her favorite magazine
1: <laughs> I we were that.
3: gifted this uh by aldrin ashworth affectionately known to his friends as red fang in exchange for helping take some of the work off of his shoulders he's rather a busy man and, and he's just kind of name dropping at this point point. <laughs> and you know when we were helping him and elderman gunnett with their assorted deeds they needed helping and well we even went so far north as to the Purdyton some folks call it party town believe you've heard of it we've well believe we've established our trustworthiness to the town council the deadeye council and I understand your reluctance to dialogue with us as this is the first time we've met but and he'll just give her that honest smile <laughs> you can trust us and I'll go ahead and roll a diplomacy it's a uh... 25 before any aids if they're forthcoming. Brixby's a bad aid.
1: But I guess I did hand you the cloak, so why not? You just gotta get a 10. I got an 8. With my negative 1, I don't aid.
0: Ellen uh, got a 25, so that beats the 10. Uh, I think he aids by just staying in the back and not saying or doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> um.
4: Yeah. Oh, Kira... Uh, aids with a three by saying and I'm Kira at the end of all of that <laughs> <thing. laughs>
2: and she sighs and sort of glances down at her copy of the old stag daily which is of course under um, quarryman quarterly yeah.
3: <laughs> I
2: think better homes and quarries <laughs> <laughs> she says I uh yeah, I heard you were involved in the nasty business with old Jevic, and then the uh, big kerfuffle that took everybody away from town a couple days ago. It must have been, must have been some problem. You all had to take a technical league spy with you. Had to take half the spellcasters in the town. I suppose that's smarter people than me involved. If you must know, that that day when you were all off gallivanting doing whatever you were. I don't know if somebody got the idea that there would be fewer eyes out or or what, but I did spy someone snooping around all along the coast of the the bad water, and they they were too far away for me to get a good look at them. I, I called out, tried to get them to identify themselves, and then they took off running. My eyes ain't so good anymore, and I certainly ain't fast on my feet, but sent my grandson to chase after them. He's he's blessed with legs like a deer, but he, he couldn't catch up. Whoever it was, they they must have been fast.
3: Well, that is certainly useful information. Is your grandson around that we might speak with him? And also, uh, which direction was he heading? Was it back towards the rest of the town or elsewhere?
2: Uh, this person was on the, the far side of the quarry, but that they, they ran up to the north and... Uh, disappeared into the woods. And, uh, the, the boy, he, he should be out back after some nonsense. Might, uh, we inquire as to his name? Elborn. He's, uh, he's my grandson. Well, we are
3: fortunate that you and your grandson were so observant on that day. I certainly hope it was nothing more than a, a harmless observation by somebody who was startled being observed. But to be on the safe side, I if we have your consent, we'll ask Elborn if he might have a little more information, and we just want to make sure everything's
2: on the up and up. Knock yourselves out.
1: I don't know how useful the boy will be, but... Brixby preemptively puts a hand on Asher's arm. She doesn't mean it. It's a turn of thrice. Please do You're the healer.
3: Yeah, with his negative strength score, he ended up accidentally <laughs> unhandsing himself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So yeah, Asher would just kind of look to the rest of his uh, companions and see if they have any other questions for her.
4: Good job, Asher.
1: This shape you saw, this person, did anything? Adult? Are they big?
2: Are they small? Wasn't a huge person by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I I couldn't tell you any details. Were this a few decades ago, perhaps, but not today we thank you
0: you uh rock as it were
2: i'll be taking back that clue now
0: (laughs) uh we wouldn't be able to roll anything i don't know if it'd be like nature or dungeon or anything about like a person with deer feet it's not
2: literal deer feet, it's uh, figurative language. Come
0: on, <laughs> we only can have one Asher in this party.
1: <laughs> we, we can't get your own bit, man, is what Asher just says, knocks him over. <laughs> nah,
3: Asher's on the lookout for a young centaur.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, i trying to think of something actual helpful to add, and I really don't have it from this conversation. Yeah, like, she not- didn't really give us a super lot of info when there's not really anything I think to ask I mean
1: yeah I don't think there's much we can ask about but it did tell us that there might be tracks that Asher could Mm -hmm. potentially pull something from it did and yeah we might be able to get a little bit more information and who knows like she also told us where they went into the woods like maybe we can get something from the woods like we have a we have more than we did
0: before which is just walking around and just being like you're supposed to be here and the fact that it did happen on the day where we were out of town with like half of the people in charge of looking for the spy, me I mean, it, that's gotta be who it was. Without a doubt.
3: Certainly lets us rule out it's probably not Redfing, Felpen, Gifkin, <laughs> <laughs> Basari. <laughs>
1: And anybody else of like substantive size or built, right? Like, I mean, at Mm -hmm. the very least she was able to narrow down that it wasn't like a particularly, like, I mean, granted, we don't know. There's plenty of shape changing magic. We definitely, especially Mm -hmm. at the level that we're at now, can't discount that. Especially someone as duplicitous as a technically (laughs) spy. But Yeah. yeah.
4: We've already ruled out newspaper guy, right? No, nope. not we him.
1: hate him. No, we are not. And we will, <laughs> even if so if, if he's ruled out, he's not ruled out. The evidence <laughs> may rule in. him out, but my gut. I've got a hunch, partner. This guy's bad news.
3: Even if we discover it is Hosk, we've just got to wait until like, the latest possible time just to <laughs> get a few more issues of that old, old Stag Daily.
4: <laughs> I mean, we can bring him with us. It'll just be a very unpleasant experience for him. Just every day, punch him in the face, just a little.
2: Hit him with a <laughs> rolled up stack daily. thought you were going to say you have to wait for the
1: opportunity to shout, stop the presses. <laughs> 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 yeah, can't wait till we, yeah, uh, insert Newsies reference here.
3: <laughs> we open the gates and seize the day.
1: There we go. <laughs> That's it. That is what we call fan service. That you can expect for the next 100 episodes on <laughs> Pod Against the Machine. After our <laughs> sponsors, we don't have it's sponsors. Just
4: science. Yet. Uh, yeah, I'm down to go tracking. Before they leave, uh, Makira will uh, hand a just a very plain sticker that says "You Rock," period, with a picture of like a small stone. Yes. There you go, ma'am. Thank you for your help.
1: We should have asked the boy's father. Is he around us? Is he more of a rolling stone? Uh, the papa's go that way. Anyway, I'll see it you later. glares at you even harder. <laughs> just disks around the corner.
3: <laughs> yeah, because if there's nothing a person like a, a mother or grandmother loves more, Truly it's loves. asking about the father <laughs> of the child.
1: <laughs> and, and, and with an intimation that he isn't there at all. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, really just forced all of the the rock humor that we could out of this—just uh, light misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a little just saying, Papa was a bowling stone. I just wanted to make a joke. Let's go talk to her. <laughs> I smelled
2: <laughs> what you were cooking. <laughs> I
1: can't even. That was, that.
2: That that was,
1: was
4: <laughs> I, I got I appreciate that. I got. Was good. good job,
3: Dwayne. So we look for a, uh, a centaur
2: boy named Elborn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Elbow, where are you?
2: Are you going for Elborn first, or are you going for uh, track tracking first?
0: I think we want to talk to Elbow. It's yeah. Like right out back. You, I, I didn't know if we wanted to look for the tracks just because they were already like a full day old.
1: I mean, they are going to
0: get old, yeah, old. Kind of old. If
3: Elbow's in the backyard, yeah. and if yeah. he could I take, yeah. I guess he's uh, just
0: literally sitting behind the house. I mean, yeah, yeah, we can talk Immediately to Immediately outside.
3: And if he's like, you know what, this guy, whatever it was, was running, it had, like, a weird limp, and then it could help us, you know, differentiate which tracks might be theirs.
0: Yeah, Uh, true. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't take that long to talk to him.
2: If you head out behind the awkwardly shaped house, um, there is a nine-year-old boy uh, in the back there. He's got, like, this setup where there's, like, these uh, boxes... he's got set up like on a fence and then he's throwing rocks at them and trying to knock over more than one of the little like juice box sort of things at once he jogs over and sets them back up
1: you know he's having fun he's being a kid this is the Galarian equivalent of taking (laughs) your little BB gun out and shooting things in your backyard well in Idenveh he can't have a gun you know no it's true (laughs) unless he's Ash
3: he's got a hand crossbow someday that's a great shot trying to endear myself to a child La la toby
4: no that's a much better idea my my first thought was like kira walks up to him and like hey little boy but that's terrifying so i didn't say it
1: (laughs) hey kid want some candy hi do you want to play with these chihuahuas hey you know what would be better than those rocks there kiddo. It's one of the (laughs) guns my friend has in his bag hey like
4: guns little guy (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> come here little elbow <laughs> yeah since we're really yeah let's cut all of that out cut the whole thing out he is not approached by the six foot tall orange woman to ask him. <laughs>
3: instead of six foot three human looking men with a cowboy hat and a charming smile and he's still canonically wearing the hearth mantle over his cloak of resistance because <laughs> what you know it's cooler than one cloak Two clerks. Uh, well, that was quite the throw you had there.
2: Are you perhaps little bored? Uh, And I'll look over at Asher and then we'll say, uh, "So what if I am?" Well,
3: I heard from the smartest woman I have ever met out of, on that front porch that there is no faster, more perceptive boy than her grandson Elborn. So I thought well, we've got to find out for ourselves just how much detail this kid could possibly be able to recount to us. (laughs) Because I heard that while we were out on town uh, out of town a couple days ago, you chased after some person around the spring and we were really hoping you were able to get a good look at him.
2: You know, he sort of frowns and goes on, well I chased somebody but I think they cheated. They w- There's no way they were faster than me but they were just, just disappeared. That does sound
3: very improbable that they could outrun you. Before they disappeared though, were you able to determine any anything about them that was particularly memorable? Color of hair or clothing that sort of Might be able to help us pick them out in the
1: crowd.
4: Maybe a name tag, but on the back of their shirt. (laughs)
3: Like
1: a sports jersey.
4: (laughs) 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 The
3: back of their Jansport.
1: I didn't get a great look at them because they had such a
2: big head start and then they cheated and everything. But I might have gotten something. Ooh, That something does pique my interest.
3: What, uh, what can we... Hmm, I'm trying to think of a non-creepy way to be like, What's your price, kid? Uh, <laughs> Asher will, uh, kind of pull a, a silver piece out of his his pack and just kind of flick it off his thumb and catch it and say, Would this jog your memory, young man? He says, Maybe,
1: but
2: it just kind of looks like it's the wrong color.
1: Kid, look at me. I will make you invisible for eight minutes. What is the biggest dream that a young man of your age could have but to not be seen in whatever it is that you want to do for eight minutes? (laughs) You tell us? No one has any idea where you are. You could do whatever you want. I give you permission. Chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes go absolutely wide at this
2: Off. And he goes, Okay...
1: It's a deal, then. Brixby reaches up, pulls off one of his eyelashes, jams it in some gum arabic, and is holding it. That's all I need from you. Now you know what we need. He says, "I, I get the silver too." Yep. Deal.
2: And then he'll, um, like run over to a, a corner of the, um, yard and say that you can't go back on this. You promise? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And he'll um, lift up like one of the posts uh, looks like it's like broken off at ground level. And so he'll pick up the fence post and pull out a little round thing and then say, and let the post go back down. They dropped this when they were running away. And it's this little concave brass disc about two and a half inches in diameter with like a little elastic Kind of like finger-sized loop on the back of it. Can we roll anything on this? If you want to roll
1: like a knowledge local. Ooh, a loke. Ooh, roll a not 20 for a 31. Wow. (laughs) That's a pretty suck. That obliterates
3: my 23. I was feeling really good about a natty 18.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Brixby is really on the same level as the small chaotic child right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, at some point,
2: um, perhaps in the not too distant past, I would say that Brixby has very clear memories of seeing somebody playing a pair of these the finger symbols, or at least it's one finger symbol. It's not much good without its
1: partner. Huh. What is the sound of one symbol symboling? Come on. Nothing, exactly.
3: No, um, with that masterful natural 20 large local role, is this something that would be associated perhaps with like traveling musicians or performers?
2: Um, yeah, this is a fairly common um, thing you might see, like a Varesean performing troupe, uh, one of the implements they might use in like their shows as they travel
1: in like caravans Brixby looks back and says I think I have a good idea who this might belong to but before we get there make sides with the kid you gotta let us leave before you start your reign of terror Pinky swear he goes you
2: can't go back on it and you yeah. gotta give me the silver before you do the thing so oh, yeah, otherwise yeah, you won't what? be able
1: to find me I actually, I still have one gold piece left <laughs> from all of my... You can have that as well, kid. Here you go. And, uh, but up, you gotta leave us alone until we go. You can, you can raise all the hells after. Okay. not
2: your honor. Alright, I, I promise to try not to
1: tell my grandma that it was you. Remember that I have your eyelash, and... Is that bad? Oh, no. yes, it is. But it allows me to work <laughs> my magic. So, all right, yeah, I'm gonna take your little finger. We're just gonna comply right here. Yes, excellent. All right, kid. Give him hells. <laughs> it just makes the nine year old invisible <laughs> for eight minutes. <laughs> oh, I Uncle Brixby. I feel like.
0: I feel like you should have bluffed him and told him he was invisible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would have been
1: excellent. The only thing more chaotic than that is allowing the nine-year-old to be invisible. We should get out of here as (laughs) soon as possible. I have never been this scared. It is time to go. (laughs) Just
4: leap over the fence.
3: Before we go kicking the door down on the... uh, the logging camp full of Eurasians. maybe we should see if there we could find any other uh, identifying
1: useful pieces of information around where they were connoitering i agree because we actually don't even know why they're down by the badwater still right they just mentioned that they're there doing something technically but we don't even know right why they're exactly there i can't uh, remember
3: the note mentioned that like yeah we do think this is just like what was in the silver mountain it is, the mutations
0: uh, so. yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, they think whatever is causing the bad water could be related to technology because there was similar nasty water somewhere around Silver Mount, I think was what our thing we found said. That makes the sense. The note that the fake bird had. Frictions yeah. consistent with mutagenic gas poisoning as you it from the Silver Mount expeditions.
1: Alright, well... I completely agree with Jeff um, in terms of definitely still want to investigate the bad water since we're here, um, but I think we know where we're going to go when we go back to town. The Pitchfork Store to get a mob <laughs> and bring them to the Parisians. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so um, to investigate the bad water, it's a. It's a non-trivially large area, but I mean you know approximately where the person was, and, um, and Elborn gave you a decent idea of where he chased them. Uh, so, if you want to roll in a survival check to try to pick up tracks...
0: I will attempt to aid. I will attempt to aid, but not do my own, because I have a
4: minus two in this. I will also aid.
0: Actually, can you aid uh, with survival when it's uh, not... Uh, okay,
4: it's a d12. What do you call it? I don't think it's a
1: trained-only it. skill.
0: Yeah. Let we'll check the skills. Uh, oh, no, it's not. Okay.
3: Maybe it's overkill, it. okay. uh, but I'm going to throw my Sky Metal on this because my <laughs> bonus isn't great. What a waste. It uh it rolled off a fourteen to a four. So even with a sky metal it's less than Alowyn's eight roll. Oof. It becomes a sixteen total.
1: Could still be.
2: Let's see. I'm trying to see. So I think I mean, I'm Looking at like what the DCs are, and it's only plus one for every 24 hours um, to the DC. And since you're around the bad water and it's kind of sandy soil, um, it's actually not that hard to pick up a set of boot prints. Nice. Um, It looks like somebody was walking along the coast of the water, and then abruptly. Um, stopped and and turned and ran to the north, but following these tracks a little ways, um, all the way up to the tree line, right after they crossed the tree line, gone. Hmm.
1: Perhaps like a bird and only fly away.
3: We don't know where their home is.
1: Yeah.
4: soul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're
1: welcome.
3: Hmm. So either like a pass without trace situation or a, a wild shape or a teleport or if it's technically we assume
1: it's arcane. Mm-hmm. Or technological, even. Yeah, ooh, fair. Wow. So, it could be, yeah, some sort of item, could be some sort of spell. I think it would be... Because, I mean, it... You know, you could right. just as easily. I'm I'm not leaving tracks with a level one spell right yeah. now, theoretically. So there is yeah. a lot that that definitely, and I don't think there yeah. would be enough to spellcraft it because who knows? Mm-hmm. There could be so much. Like you said, it could be divine, it could be arcane, it could be technological. As you know.
0: I f- I feel like if they knew their if they knew what kind of place Iden Bay was, they probably wouldn't have a super lot of tech with them. So it's probably more likely just arcane magic. At least that's what I'm thinking, but maybe that's a little metagamey, but our characters know that Iden Bay is not a place you bring to, hence the board covered in dogs, like.
1: <laughs> it's true, but I mean, that, <clears throat> that alone is uh, you know, a mere cantrip to the palace that I myself have recently acquired. I, mean, I guess it's not technically a cantrip, it's a level one spell. Just kind of saying it's inconsequential magic. Grand scheme of things. Hiding technology. Well, maybe it does not seem too difficult in this this area. What is it that we can learn? We know they have some power outside of what it is that they appear to have. We know they're likely staying with the Farisians, posing as a Farisian. Well, what else can we draw?
3: Is a 17 knowledge local enough to identify, like, ah, these are Chalaxian boot prints. I know I'm kind of grasping for <laughs> straws here, but I don't have any, like, profession, uh, Schumann cobbler ranks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I'm Harry Schumann <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think that that's enough to identify the the boots. I mean, they're definitely not the same boots Asher has. He, he would definitely know that.
1: It's not me. Beyond that, you know,
0: it's very difficult to say.
1: They don't have little kitty tails like uh, Brixby's.
0: <laughs> I've watched The Garden of Worlds like three times. Does that give me any kind of insight into what kind of <laughs> shoes they are? Um. So
1: turns to the group I think we have two options We can either try to find out what they're looking For Which may Give us more Information but it may Also present a Substantial uh, Undertaking If they think This is some sort of technological find This is anything like torch Or Scrap wall we could find ourselves in a very dangerous situation very quickly. Which I'm not opposed, feeling stronger today. Um, Or we could go to the Veregians. We could try to determine, ferret them out. I honestly see merits of both. How do you all feel?
0: I think if we catch this spy, then maybe the newspaper will stop being so mean to us. So, in that case, we could hang around the town longer without having to worry about overstaying our welcome, giving us more time to explore the bathwater.
1: That is true, but... Well, let me say I have an idea before we visit those Parisians that might... I don't know... ...require a day or so. I just feel if we've already made this trip, might be worth... ...looking while we're here.
3: I'm not opposed to... ...investigating, certainly, but... I also, perhaps I've read one too many novels, but because I'm very literate, um, but wouldn't it be most unfortunate were we to uncover something that would then provide more information for the spy to send back, since they haven't yet time to investigate? if they have the magics to be scrying upon us I, I don't know i'm, I'm inclined to you no know, as you said we've we've made it all the way both miles down here and so we may as well walk around while we have the mina consent but as for in-depth geological studies and technological excavations may do to see if we can't locate the spy before we get that deep into
1: things. This is true. I personally do not have the means to discern lies. To determine truth. I think that would be a useful addition to our investigative retinue. When we do happen upon this band of merry travelers, I agree. I'm not quite sure we should get mired in exploration. We have no idea. I mean, past experience—what awaits us? Um. So, I—I I do think that it is—it's worth. Um, I mean, the. It was, it was spooked, the spy, by the child. We don't know how long it is that they're even going to stay. They might think that their cover is blown. To borrow a turn of phrase from a place that I got it from. I don't know if that's how people talk. Uh, <coughs> the spy was spotted by a child. They might not even... Uh, sp- boop! Third time. The spy was spotted by a <laughs> child they may change their cover soon i agree there's an element of expediency here perhaps we give the area a cursory search head back to town let red fang know maybe enlist the help someone that can help us tell truth from lying.
3: Yes, perhaps we could even say, uh, I don't know, perhaps it's a horrible idea, but we could even say we've been, uh, our friend Nolak said he knew of a good you know, musician or something and see if perhaps that Technic League agent that we had met that was being held captive below the arena might knowing that name might gain us some trust or it could get us
1: murdered I I do believe we should probably learn as much as we can about this band of travelers before we approach them who their leader is they've had any run-ins with the town we might well We might be able to have them help us. If we tell them, maybe not what it is that we're looking for, but that there's someone imitating someone amongst their ranks. Might be enough. But until then, perhaps we survey the area before we head back.
4: You can do some exploring, some pre-spy finding, exploring, <laughs> but very quick exploring.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It'd be really convenient if everyone in that version group was not evil, and then only this one technically spy was evil, and I could just detect that. You save a lot of time.
1: Yeah. They're like, don't worry about Dave We've known he's been evil for a while But anyone else
4: We we call him old Evil Dave
1: (laughs) Evil Dave (laughs) For reasons It's it's always Evil Dave
2: Well, I think You've got a week to come up with your plans Seems like
1: time to go to bed
2: (sighs) Good night,
4: (laughs) Night. Sam Good
1: night, Sam Good night, Sam Good night, Badwater Good night, Evil Dave (laughs) <laughs> Good night, Evil <laughs> Good night. Now I see it in the Evil Dead font. i uh, against the machine.
2: Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC. All rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. I'm
4: still trying to think of a fruit. I guess raspberry kind of has a Z in it. But banana doesn't. So, like, you can go with anything.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. there are
0: no rules. (laughs) It's going to say Zach clearly went with one that matched his. I'd say Zach Kiwi.
1: But that's actually the Kiwi is the only thing I'm allergic to. It's not, like, bad. I just had this experience where, like, my partner was just like, I really love these. And I was just like, they're good. But, like, I just don't like how they make my like throat and face itchy and she's <laughs> just like yeah that that shouldn't happen <laughs> don't like, eat
4: yeah, that please no, just hand me the that's, that's awful I can't because breathe they're anymore. basically
0: better bananas <laughs> i feel so bad about that Oh, I uh, mean, mango very, apples and
4: oranges my guy. like <laughs> kiwi and well, banana they,
0: uh, I'm, they I'm, have I'm, a very similar taste and they have a lot of the same they have almost the exact same uh
4: are we talking about the same corrected?
0: fruit Santa i like those little green yeah I like they have, this, fruit they have very my... similar amounts of like, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, not is it potassium? But there's a lot of potassium inside
1: of that those bananas, yeah. and I, I would believe there's. A, and I mean, that there's tons one, of vitamin C inside yeah. of kiwis. Thank you
0: for joining us for fruit, hey, like, fruit against the yeah. fruit. Well, We've done. Well, nobody it. <laughs> else thinks kiwis and bananas taste a lot alike. Just kiwis are more kind of citrusy. No, bananas don't make my oh. face
1: itch. So I, that's a big, that's a big <laughs> it's, it's a portion huge of the win.
2: kiwi flavor. I feel like me. nothing really tastes like a banana. It's kind of off in its plantains. own world. Well, plantains I mean, are really, just honestly don't even
0: that Plantain do. is a banana. No, <laughs> it doesn't I know. count.
4: Like famously, bananas don't <laughs> taste like bananas, right? There's that. There's that whole thing about how bananas used to taste different. Mm-hmm. And they taste like flavored bananas. Things. Yeah, that's the whole. Which is, I think is awful because bananas flavored things taste worse than regular bananas. Worse, like you don't like bananas. I do not like bananas. It's like ninety percent texture, unsurprisingly.
3: Oh, uh, not surprising what at all. What uh, about frozen good. bananas? Love a little red banana. I mean, I guess banana. I could
4: do a frozen banana. It hurt hurt my teeth but I'll, oh, I'll take yeah, that
1: chance. Chocolate, oh, chocolate dipped chocolate frozen beer. banana? Yeah, chocolate dip. <laughs> uh, Oregon <laughs> that. actually has a, it's a banana coast. We have Oregon coastal bananas that were uh, like, an. I think it was Oregon State University that like bred a banana to grow on our coast naturally. And yeah, so we have yeah. little, little Oregon coast
0: bananas. Aww. Now I'm assuming if that it's Oregon doing it, so they're like, real wild bananas are going like that big and they have nine million seeds in them (laughs) probably (laughs) and uh boy do we love them you know you just pull out your
1: banana spittoon crack on in peel the five Mm. different shells on the outside i don't understand why you'd want one from a store when we have perfectly good seedy or those natural
3: (laughs) pean dubs choc man dip john